Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. Making complex programming simple and fast. With everything from career advice to philosophy. John Summers will show you everything you need. It's the Simple Programmer Podcast. Tired of pushy recruiters sending you LinkedIn requests for jobs you have no interest in? Tired of blasting out resumes into the dark? If so, you should check out Hired.com. Hired.com flips job searching on its head by having top employers like Facebook come to you after you fill out one simple application. You also get your own job coach to help you on your next job search. If you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend you at least fill out the application. Just go to Hired.com forward slash simple programmer. And when you get hired with Hired, you'll get double the normal sign-on bonus for using that link. Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast, a short mix of career advice, philosophy, and soft skills from successful author and software developer, John Sonmez. Hey, what's up? John Sonmez here from simpleprogrammer.com. So, I have uh, a guest on on here today that uh, they, a lot of you are going to be excited about, uh, a guy that I've been following for a long time. He seems to pop up everywhere that I go. I used to listen a lot to Pat Flynn's podcast, Smart Passive Income, and there's Noah. And then, you know, I'm a big Tony Robbins fan. I'm listening to Tony Robbins' podcast, and boom, there's Noah. And then, uh, of course, Tim Ferriss' podcast, and boom, there's Noah. So Noah shows up everywhere. He shows up in my inbox. I'm a big AppSumo <laughs> you know, guy. Uh, I buy a lot of AppSumo stuff. So uh, I, I really pray, and I think one of the reasons why is because Noah has one of those rare qualities in life, which is wisdom. Wisdom is is such a rare quality, and, and Noah definitely possesses that. So I am very happy to uh, to welcome Noah Kagan to uh, to Simple Programmer uh, YouTube channel podcast. Uh, so welcome. So Welcome, Noah. John, I love talking to you, man. It's been, it's, even the 15 minutes we were talking before we went live was great. One thing is I just need to end up in your dreams. When I get to that <laughs> dream level where you're having <laughs> wet dreams about me, I know that uh, my work here is done. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. I, I, I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll see about that one. If if we get to that level, I think I think I, I think I might have some might have some problems, but uh, so uh, so I don't know. So um, I, I give 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 us a little bit more of a, of an intro for those of you those yeah. uh, that don't know who you are. How do you define yourself today? Is it's always changing, right? It's like yeah. I mean, I was I got a chance to chat with Mike Posner, and he said that, you know he was talking about Quincy Jones saying that if you see someone and they say, hey, you haven't changed at all, you know, when someone sees you, you're like, oh, you look the same, you haven't changed at all. That's actually a bad thing. And right. I thought that was a really interesting thing about shedding your snake skin uh, and constantly be evolving. That's why we're still not in horse and buggies. We have cars, and then we'll have flying cars, and then we'll have spaceships. So, yeah, I mean, myself, a lot of what I've been going through is a lot of experimentation and growth in the past few years. And some of it is, okay, what things have I not really liked and stopped doing them? And, and certain work things and personal things and even exercise things. I know that's important to you, too. And which things do I really enjoy? Right. In, in the gym, which things have I gotten bored of? Like I got bored of lifting up a piece of metal and putting it back down, you know, <laughs> 10 times and then yeah. staring at a bunch of other guys in the gym. And so, you know, I'd say right now, who is Noah? Uh, I, lately, I'd say who Noah is, is that I'm working on being a good person to myself and to others. I've been working on creating content on my YouTube or podcast or my blog that I think shares actionable, fun things for people wanting to start or grow businesses or improve themselves. And trying to be a good business partner to Sumo.com and AppSumo. 
And then in relationships, I'm trying to be reliable. So one thing that I want to ask you is what, what, what's your favorite charity? Hmm. You know, actually, I, there's, I have a very obscure one. It's it was this this church that I went to that they do. Uh, they they give money to uh, it, it's called hope and it's they give money to orphans in India and and 100 percent of the money goes there so it's like the only one that i totally trust so i basically put uh all i, I put 10 percent of my income and i give it to them pretty much every single month because i know that i, I know that helping orphans right i know that like india needs th that people in india definitely need money and that orphans are yeah. definitely like not a waste of money so it's like i feel like there's a high leverage there so that's why I, why i do it well, well, two things there. And so in terms of being a better person and just trying things out and, and, and doing things and seeing what you like and, and keeping it and removing things that you don't like, when I've been late, so I was late two minutes for you because I was doing something. So I'm going to donate $100 to the Hope Foundation. Okay, awesome. And so awesome. two things that I've noticed is that I want to be reliable. And so right. this is a, it's a punishment to myself in a positive way that's, okay, I was late, so I'm going to contribute to the person's charity of choice. Uh, and that's something that's important for me. The other thing that you said, I, I think you had, a, of course, you had a plus one me. But one thing I've been doing is taking 5% of my salary every month and donating it to causes that I've been enjoying. So right. NPR, well, not Planned Parenthood as much anymore, but I used to. Uh, so Planned Parenthood or JCC or Birthright, anything like that, Wikipedia that you enjoy for free, but you just never pay for it. And it's right. been really rewarding just giving more. It's something that, uh, yeah, I would say Noah's, Noah, myself, has been doing a lot more lately. That's cool. There's there's some like magical effect, like you know when, when you when you start doing that, like it, it's almost like it it breaks you out of that scarcity mindset and gives you that abundance mindset, and it's like it always comes back to you more. It's like it's like a rule, a law of the universe. Like totally. when I first started giving ten percent of my income, I wasn't making a lot. How much and, were you making? Uh, gosh, I was making like maybe like seventy or eighty thousand dollars, right? Okay. I mean, and 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 it, because I practiced it then, like it kept on coming back, and now you know, obviously, I'm making a lot more money, and and I still do it, like just religiously. You, you do you have any hesitation now that it's a lot more? No, no, because I know that doing that is what got me. I have a, a strong belief that that doing that is 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 in in some way responsible for what got me where I am. I so, love that, man. I've been, it's been hard for me and I don't know if it's because I grew up Jewish or I grew up with, you know, parents that were conservative and scarcity, which is, is very common. And so I've been talking to people and experimenting about over tipping. And that's kind of the, that was the starter one for me where leave tips that change their day. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So 30, I and, and I thought about this, I was having lunch two days ago and it was a $30 lunch and they had great service and it's a place I go to regularly. And I said, all right, I'll leave a $10 tip or whatever, 20%, $6 tip, $20, $10. And I said, you know, $10 is fine. It'll go in the thing. But if I left a $20 tip, yeah. if you give me, would that actually be impressive? Not impressive about me getting at, at, like anything about me, but it, will they walk away and be like, damn, what a great day. Yeah. Right. And at the end of the day, $20 for me is not a big deal. And so it was a nice feeling of different amounts to, to practice over tipping, especially if you're not feeling good one day. Just go over tip someone and pretty much it guarantees a great day. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that's such an awesome formula just for for combating depression too. I think that when you you know we all go through like some some mild depression and like the number one thing you could possibly do, but the least thing that probably you want to do is to like do, do something for someone else. But <laughs> I, I love that idea. It's like if you could if you, you can use your leverage, like so it doesn't hurt you very much, right? Because you make plenty of money to to make someone's whole day. That's awesome. Yeah, and even if you don't make a lot of money, you could either over tip on something small like at a coffee store. 
Or yeah. you could do something for free for someone that you know. One of my, my easy ones in business is that if, if you're ever having a bad day in your business, just go help one of your customers. Just hit up one yeah. of your customers and be saying, hey, do you have anything I could do for free to you today? Or like, I looked at your site and here's some changes you made. Or I saw you using our service in here so you can do better. For me on Monday, today's Friday, on Monday I was having a shitty day. I woke up shitty. I like went through the day shitty. I was, I was being extra complaining, extra Jew whiny. And you know, it was kind of a weird one. And, and it, there's something funny when you're not feeling great. You want to you have people kind of be like, oh, it's okay. I'm sorry. Right. You want people to feel bad for you. And you want it to go worse. Right. <laughs> right. It's almost, yeah. You want to just like jump all the way down. You're like, oh, I'm going to go real shitty today. And, you know, even someone asked me, one of the guys on our team at Sumo said, hey, how are you doing, man? And I said, I'm fine, which I wasn't. I just wanted more people asking me that. Yeah. And I cried for attention. And what was stupid for me was that I ended up, I think I either went for a bike ride or I hit the gym and I didn't even go that long. So I just got my blood moving. I went for a walk or a bike ride. And literally after the bike ride, I was like, I looked around and I started, you know, the smile came out just like the sun comes out after a rain. And I was like, yeah, I feel good. And I, and I realized, I was like, okay, no, if you're ever just not feeling good, maybe just go get a little bit of the blood moving, go for a walk, do 10 jumping jacks. You know, uh, it, you don't have to dwell in it. You don't have to dwell in the problems that you have. But at, for oh, yeah. some reason, we like to bathe in them. We're like, oh, let me get that marinade of problems and just enjoy it. And, oh, yeah. and maybe you need that sometimes. But anyways, I think it's very, there are easier solutions. There are, whenever there are problems, that I'm trying to get better at saying, all right, what is a solution to that? Like we were talking about learning a language. Okay, my teacher's gone. Are there other teachers? Oh, I didn't even think of that. So. Yeah looking for solutions to problems instead of just kind of identifying and, and talking about the problems that you have. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I, that was one of the things that really connected with me with, with Tony Robbins when I went into his seminars was that you can change your state instantly. And I've actually been practicing. One of the things I've been practicing is anytime anyone asks me how I'm doing, I say, I'm great. <laughs> and, and I, cause I realize that my subconscious listens to what I'm saying. And so if I say oh, I like I'm that. great, then, then I can be great. Like, and I could choose at any time, right? I could just like, choose to be great. So, uh, so that if people get shocked all the time, they're like, Oh, I, okay. I, I'm okay. <laughs> like they don't expect you to say I'm great. <laughs> you know, you ever, you ever experiment? Uh, well, two things that you got me thinking about first off, it's, it's amazing how two people can be doing the same thing and have different emotions to it. Like mm -hmm. see the same picture and you're crying and I'm okay. That's just a picture. So it's amazing how we choose our emotions. It's kind of right. a Tony Robbins thing, I would think, but, or just in general, like you, you can choose how you feel. The other thing that I experiment with or I really enjoy is when people ask me how I'm doing, I generally don't say like good or great or okay. I say more of what's going on. And I find right. that actually creates more of an instant connection and relationship. So when you ask me, how's it going? I said, you know, my cleaners were here. I'm having a great morning. I went for a good walk. And then that actually said, you know, then you start talking about how you don't eat breakfast or I talk about now that I'm fat and it just kind of creates a very interesting dialogue versus, Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Bye. That's an interesting idea. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. That, that kind of reminds me of the whole thing like of, of, of approaching women of not saying, hey, my name is, is John. How's, how's, it, how's it going? Where are, you, where are you from? Right. And it's like saying something interesting so that it's like you're, you're doing a pattern interrupt. So it's like, OK, so we're actually having a real conversation. We're not just saying I'm fine. I'm good. How are you? How's the weather? <laughs> Yeah, I do notice. Uh, yeah, or things like that. One, well, we can talk about approaching people late, later. But I notice approaching people with a compliment is generally pretty easy. It's like, hey, I like this about you. Okay, well, let's talk about that or other right. things. 
Yeah, I, I definitely agree. So, so let me ask you, uh, what? So, what do you think? I mean, I, I talked about kind of in the intro how like you, you show up everywhere. You you definitely are one of those people that is is extremely successful in, in pretty much whatever that you're you're pursuing. There's not a lot of people like that. Hmm. What do you think it is? I've always been curious. I always want, want to know like what do you think that your secret sauce is? What is the thing that you're doing that other people aren't doing? You, you know what I mean? Well, I understand what you're implying. So right. I think there's a few different parts there. Uh, I love marketing, right? And okay. not just marketing yep. myself. Oh, let me get my brand. Let, let's get know it. Like I, I've heard my voice enough. A lot of people, when you meet me in person, you, they say, wow, you ask a lot of questions. And it's because, yes, I know all my own stories. I don't need to necessarily hear them repeated. Right. So uh, one thing is that like when you uh, like when it's not that I'm necessarily everywhere is that I'm everywhere where the people I want to be are. That makes sense. Yep. So that's a important thing with business and marketing is that you're not hearing me everywhere. You're hearing me everywhere. I want to want you to hear because you're probably one of the people I'd like to hear my message or right. promote products or people or things that I'm interested in. So I did the same thing when I was marketing mint.com. People were like, man, I see your, I see mint everywhere. And I'm, and I said, no, it's cause I'm looking for you and I right. want you <laughs> to see it everywhere. You know, there's, right. I'm sure you've heard the thing with marketing where you need to hear things seven times. And so, yeah, you got to repeat and repeat. So with Mint, I, I targeted people that liked personal finance. Well, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. I don't know what happened. Yeah. my uh... No, so I targeted personal finance blogs. And then right. in terms of success, this is something I've, I've given a lot of thought to. Uh, number one, just for everyone out there, and this is for myself, because a lot of the advice I always give is just things I'm learning for myself and I share about it, not telling people how to live or what right. to do, just what, what I found for me, is that we have to define our own level of success. We have to define yeah. what that label is because it's something that I say, that person's killing it or that person's making love to it or that guy seems super successful. And right. it's not about one. I will promise you that the grass is always greener. Oh, Every yeah. business I've ever seen where I think, man, they must be making so much more money. They don't have this many people. They don't have these problems. And then eventually I get to know them or I see their business. And I, and I think, God bless what I have. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, that's an interesting lesson. Sometimes it's hard to appreciate what you have until you have someone else there with you. Or you have someone else to help you recognize what you have. Like I have a friend who's got a fancy penthouse in New York. And when I come over, I say, holy shit, this is the greatest penthouse I've ever seen. And he's like, oh, I guess I got used to the view. <laughs> right, exactly. And so yeah. sometimes it takes a little perspective or a refresh to, to notice what you have. So number one, just think about what is success for yourself. Because for me, success is not generally how much more money I have. Because I don't really even spend the money I do have. So right, making yeah. more of it defeats the purpose. So when we make a lot of money with AppSumo or with Sumo, it grows. It doesn't really change much for me. Right. But yeah, that, that's, oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, please. I was gonna say that, I mean, that's, I, I, I totally, I'm 100% agree with you on that, that definition of success because a lot of people, a lot of times I'll get, I, I kind of hate when people say, oh, you, but you're super successful. You're, you're too hard on yourself. And I'm like, you don't know where my standards, like it, I could, I could have a day own, yeah. where, where everyone's like, man, you killed it today. You made a bunch of money. You like, uh, you did your workouts and stuff, but I know I didn't give a hundred percent. I know that no matter how that that I was not that my standard was here and I didn't meet it totally. and I'm not successful, but it, it's because it's personal. It's my standard, whereas someone else's standard of success is, is different. But when when I know I'm not fulfilling my potential, which only I can know, then then I'm not successful. And, and we know, man. I was working on a podcast. I worked on it four hours last night doing the editing of it, and I'm, I've been working on it this morning, and I'm gonna work on it afternoon. And I know when it's great. We know yeah. when we've done great work. And so one thing that I've been reminding myself is that surround yourself with people that expect the most out of you. 
You yeah. should be around the people that when you put out something and you're like, what do you think? They said, oh, well, here's how I think you can make it better. And you don't have to listen to them exactly, but generally people are around a lot of people. Like, oh, that's great. And you're like, really? Like, how would I improve it? So I'm around like my buddy Neville or Anton or Chad or Brandon who helps me make a lot of the YouTube videos. Literally, I don't know if anything I've ever done they've liked. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're always saying, this is how you can make it better. And most of the time, that's why I improve it. And I think, oh, yeah, that's great. Uh, and it did make it better. Because sometimes you're not an expert in everything. You're, you shouldn't be, right? You can't be. It, you specialize. It's, it's, too, it's literally impossible unless you're a computer. And so in terms of being successful or, or having things go my way, I used to have an ex who said, I hate that things go your way. And it's kind of, and it's, it's like a comedian or it's like a speaker on stage. That's only the one hour you see them. Yes. Yeah. No, no, none of these like faux internet, like guru people show the real shitty times. Right. None of them also show their families and, and all the work they're actually doing. Cause they probably, I don't know. That shit weirds me out. The point for me though, is that the people that are actually really successful are not talking about it. They're right. working and B it doesn't also include all the failures and the 99% of the time that they're working on and the things that don't work out in there. And so I've done a lot of that through my life. I've been doing internet stuff for 17 years. And so I've been looking at what does it take to get success or get money or get recognition or whatever it is you want to define. And so for myself, uh, it's a state of, am I working on things I want to work on because I can sustain myself working on meaning can I keep working on this for a long period of time and evolving? And I think those are, frankly, the two components to be successful. Can, are you willing to commit to this for some period of time? Yeah. Yep. Not a week. I'm talking like a year. I'm right. talking like a while, a year, five years, 10 years. Look at everything that's successful. Everything that is successful or impressive, look at, and then think about how long that took. And nothing is done literally within probably even five years. Yeah. Name any tech company, name any large physical company. And look at anything. And all of them took years, even let's say Groupon, which maybe you say flamed out. It's a $4 billion company that took four years to get Twitter, five years to get their Facebook, seven years to get actual significant traction, uh, Google, all of them. But at the, you know, in retrospect, you're like, oh, it's easy. So I think the thing that people have to consider is they're trying to accomplish whatever they want in life within their health, within relationships, and within their work is that it's going to take time. And that's something I'm learning as I've gotten older. Okay, right. it's going to have to be a little patient about it. And the second key component for myself is that not everything will work out, which is fine. You just have to evolve. Yes. Yeah. And so you have to figure out, especially like, you know, me and you both exercise a lot. You do things and you say, well, I'm not getting the result from this. And what I've noticed a lot of people do is they just keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. I'm glad you're, you're sustaining. But if you're not sustaining and improving, you're going to be at that same place. And so that's, you know, looking at the new research, watching simple programmer videos about health and intermittent fasting and things that other people are doing. And so, yeah, I mean, a lot of my stuff doesn't work and I keep persisting and then I figure out why it's not working and then I improve it for the future. Yeah. 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 That, that makes it, I think it, so much of it, like being able to grind is one of the skills that I had to develop so much. It's like, especially when you're not seeing results, right? Cause there's like, like you said, it's like, it takes five. I believe that anyone can be successful at but basically anything they're trying to do, if they're willing to commit five years to it and they're willing to like grind without when the results aren't coming. But you're right, the, the change part too. I was just reading a, um, a book called Peak, 
which is a really good book. And he's talking about the de deliberate practice in that and how it's like, it's, it's a painful, it's it, because you're, you're doing the thing that constantly is challenging you instead of like doing the same thing over and over again, like playing chess over and over again does not make you a better chess player, but studying the masters, right. Or playing guitar over and over again, the songs you like does not help you, but doing scales that are more difficult and challenge you, which is actually uncomfortable does. And that's, uh, people like usually fall into one of those two traps, I think. So I think you, you hit the, the nail on the head. Like you gotta have both of those components. Otherwise you're not going anywhere. Yeah. You don't grow through the easy. You don't go through the easy. You don't no. <laughs> get arms like yours, which look great by doing like, you know, lightweight stuff a million. I mean, you could do it a million times, but it's likely that you got to keep growing through either maybe trying light, trying heavy, doing new routines. One thing for me that's been a game changer, I would say probably the biggest transformation just in my overall life in the past 12 months has been hiring coaches in different aspects of things that are important to me. Okay, yeah. So finding someone in health, and I have a health coach, or find, I'm learning Hebrew, so I have a Hebrew coach, or I'm working on my podcasts. So I paid this NPR producer 175 bucks an hour just for him to listen to my show and give me feedback. Oh, wow. So, That's smart. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's YouTube is free. If you don't have the money for a coach, fine. There's this thing called YouTube. You're already right. probably on it. And for free, you have everybody in the world you admire. You have a lifetime of content you can absorb from them and then go and actually take action on. So having someone who's already an expert that can guide you to some extent uh, can short, you know, give you a better blueprint and short, shorten the amount of time you have to spend to uh, master whatever things you're trying to accomplish. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I'm actually right now I'm working on, I'm, I'm contacting, I basically started, I was like, okay, well I need a new wardrobe and I kind of want to bring my style up to the next, next level. Cause I'm doing so much video now. So I went, I said, started searching for celebrity stylists or, you know, celebrity wow. image consultants. And I found some image consultants and this is surprising. Okay. You've got image consultants out there and stylists that work with celebrities, you know, A-list celebrities, you know, how much they charge an hour, $250 an hour. That's cheap, <laughs> right? I mean, that's if you can like get either. someone, well, I mean, at that level of, of advice, right? I mean, how much, you know, if you could spend, you know, five, $10,000 and get a full, like, you know, someone who's working with A-list celebrities, wardrobe and, and styling and, and image creation, for me, at least, you know, with what I'm doing, it's a, it's a total bargain. It would take me so much effort and time to, to do that on my own. I'll, I'll pay the five or $10,000 to do that. That's interesting. It got me thinking, okay, what parts of my life could I hire someone that's an expert to help me? Right. One of the things I was thinking in addition, so for everyone listening too, what part of your life do you want to improve? And is there an expert out there that could just help you save the time and the money from I'm showing you the way? The other thing I was thinking about was the old school way that people learned things or became successful. Yeah. Right. So think about Leonardo or I don't know, Michelangelo or any of the famous artists. What did they all do? They had apprenticeships. Right. And now we don't really do it. You kind of have college, but in college, you're not really learning relevant things or applicable things. And so it's, you know, for younger people out there, anyone, how can you go work for someone, maybe help John promote his videos or maybe do workout things with John or help me with my podcast or whatever it is and be able to be an apprenticeship and go back to the kind of old school ways of how you can become a master. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I think that's, I mean, think about how much you can learn if you're just following along, like doing with, and, and it's funny cause I put out the offer sometimes on the YouTube. I'm like, I'm like, bring me, bring me $50,000 and, 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 and I'll hire you. And, and what, when I say that, what I mean is like, come up with some kind of idea, like, because I hate when people are like, I would love to work for you and help you out. 
right? And I and and just tell me what to do. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> that's the hard part. You see, that's what entrepreneurship is about. <laughs> is you tell me what you're gonna do for me. Like you come up with the plan. Like you like, hey, John, I see that you're you know you need some help with this. I'm gonna create a new website for you, and I'm gonna do it all myself. Uh, but you know, can I do that? Yeah, all right, you got the plan. But if you come to me and say, hey, I'm willing to work for you for free, I'm like, so is, so is 100 people. I don't give a shit. Like, I, I don't care about paying someone money. I, I, I want to know what you can actually do for me. And that's that's the, the key thing. How, how long have you been working on your show? On on the, the YouTube, like in, in this podcast? Yes. Uh, I, I started to get serious about it about two years ago. That's when I upped it to, because I'm doing two to three videos a day now. And so I, I really doubled down on it probably about that time. So, and you do two to three videos a day for the past two or three years. Yeah, I think it's been, I think it's been two years since I upped it to, to two to three videos a day. Maybe it's a year and a half. It's somewhere around. There. I'm at like 1,300 or 1,400 videos, I think. So, yeah, And we're back. There we go. All right. Well, so I, th I thought about two things where number one, there's, <laughs> if you go to Amazon books, bestsellers, the top third are health. Right. And yeah. It's like they're looking for this secret answer. And by the time you're going to read through the book, read through the book. Oh, there's just going to be this one thing. I just have to eat it. And if I eat that one purple fruit, uh, I can get the body I want. And at the end of the book, the real answer as always is you've got to do hard work. Yeah. It's pain. <laughs> it's, yeah. You got to do hard work. And one thing, and the second thing I was considering is that sometimes it's nice, it's good and bad, and it's good and bad, right? But it's helpful to know how long it takes to get success or to actually get things you want, not even success, whatever you want to label it as, but to become to get a YouTube channel to your level of what you've created. Okay, just do it for two years, take it very seriously, and make two videos a day for two yep. years, and then you get it. And I like sometimes knowing how long it'll take because then I can persist because I said. You know, I've been doing my, my stuff, podcasting YouTube for six months. I said, no, you can't even think about if you want to stop until at least a year. Right. You can't even exactly. Because I've listened to people like you and I talked to others and they're saying, you know, you know, it's taken me some time. And I'm like, okay, that's a good reminder. It's going to take time to accomplish what you want. And it's going to take time to accomplish impressive things. Oh, 100%. In fact, I, I don't have my t-shirt on right now, but I created a t-shirt that says trust the process on it. Ooh, uh, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll send you one. Please after, do. After. Um, and and I, the reason why I created that is because trust the process to me, it's, it's like you, instead of working, worrying about the results, right? This is something I just focus my whole life on is I never worry about the results because the results that if I, if I have a right process in place, the results will eventually come. I can't directly influence control results. I can only indirectly influence them. And that's just the, the whole illusion of life, right? That we think we can influence results. We can't, right? But what we can do is we can make a process. So one example I always use is I said, okay, if you want to learn how to juggle, okay, it, all you got to do is take three balls, lock yourself in a room and get a whiteboard and, and commit to throwing the balls up in the air, trying to juggle 1000 times. That's the process. If you trust that process, I guarantee you before you get to a thousand, you will be able to juggle. You don't even have to worry about the results the whole time you're doing it. All you have to do is, is put your head down and just do the process. And, and, I, and it's the same thing with, I think, writing, with YouTube, with podcasts, with anything like that. It's like if you're just willing to come up with the process and do the process and, and divorce yourself from the results, it, it'll, it'll happen. Like it's, it's, you know. Well, I want to I wanna ask, I want to share a story and then I want to ask a question to you. Okay. Two weeks ago, I was doing mountain biking and I fell on my ass. So like my finger and I'm all scraped up and all this shit. But I wanted to do this jump. There was this like huge jump. 
And if you saw it on video, you'd be like, oh, no, you're a little bitch. Like, it's not that big of a jump. But it was scary to me. And yeah. so I spent two hours trying to just clear that jump. <laughs> right. And one of the things that actually helped me the most of it was having someone, I didn't even think about this now, I had someone who was watching me do it, and they recorded almost every one of my jumps. And so nice. after every single jump, we went and watched the video. So you can see here, I'll pull it up on my phone. You can see on my phone, I have like 50 videos of me trying, look, these are all different times that I've been trying to do the jump. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. And then the last time, see, look, it's not going to look that scary of a home, but check that out. Okay. Okay. It just looks really weak. But anyways, I was very proud of it. I, well, I worked on it. I had to play that one more time because I had the video, the camera angle switch. Oh, yeah. Okay. It picked Let's up my see. voice. So. All right. All right. So. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. You got it. It was okay. It was scarier than it looks for everyone who's like, no, it was a little baby. Uh, but the point was recording it, watching it back and having the coach really helped. And so it was interesting to just be like, you got to stay with it. You got to stay with it. The thing I was wondering for you, let's say with the juggling or with your health or with your YouTube, how do you know you're doing the right process? So I, what, I, what I try to do is I put on like the two hats, right? I put on the director or the planner hat, the, the person who comes up with the process and then the, the worker boy execute it hat and then but but I give myself enough period of time like like you said like you you said I think you're going to do the podcast for a year no matter what happens right it's like because and then you'll check the results and, and see is it is it successful so I set up like a checkpoint and, uh, and I'm like okay well am I doing the right thing because I you know I got to use the best of my knowledge and ability and, and what I have to come up with a process and I try to come up with a process that I know can't fail so like if I'm trying to do that if you're trying to do that bike jump right if you said okay well if I do it 500 times or if I do it 30 minutes a day for three months. It's almost guaranteed that you're going to succeed, right? Like I try to figure out what kind of process could not possibly fail. And that's the one that I execute. Mm. And then, you know, and, and usually we can come up with it, right? It's like, that's why I said with the juggling one, like, and, and that's why I came up with YouTube is I said, well, if I do two to three YouTube videos a day, there, I, there's, I mean, how could I fail? How could I not eventually, like in two years, hit 100,000 subscribers? It seems crazy that, I, that that wouldn't be successful. But I guess three months in, if I didn't see any traction at all, right, I, I might have some kind of reevaluation period. But I, I told myself I was going to do it for at least a year. That was, I, I, actually, I told myself I'm going to do it until I hit 2,000 videos. And if at 2,000 videos, I don't feel like this is worth it, then I'm, I'm going to stop. Good for you. I love that mentality. That's a very a good way of approaching things like commit to some amount of time and commit the practice, do it, and you will get the result. It's, it's so simple. But again, I, even for myself, sometimes I'm looking around, I'm like, what's the shortcut? Where do I get the secret? And you just gave it to us. You know, it's kind of funny because you have that result curve, right? It's like you're doing, 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 and then hockey stick, bam. And so it's like, and and there's this wall where you lose motivation and and you and you don't feel like doing it anymore, and it's not fun anymore. And most, like, ninety percent of people hit that wall. But the Olympic champions, the Olympic athletes, they push on when they don't have motivation, and they get past the wall. And then, like, there's no one there. Like on, on mile 20, 20 of a of a marathon, the the crowd wow. is thinned, right? <laughs> and then and then the, the, that's where the lion's share of all the prizes go. So it's like you're most people are stopping that three feet from gold. It, it's it's I, I've done it so many times in my life. I've got like I call it the, the closet of broken dreams where I've got like, you know, a, a, a yellow belt from from judo and, you know, and soccer cleats and all this shit. And uh, yeah. 
Well, that's actually really interesting. What separated, like you have a bunch of medals in the background and you have followed through with things. So what's the difference between those, those activities and the ones you did uh, finish with? I, be, I, I committed to becoming a finisher. That there was a moment in my life where I, where I said I am no longer going to start things I don't finish. Uh, if I you know I, I think about how something's going to end, if I if I know that what I'm going to do is I'm going to drop this in two weeks, I don't even start it. So like like I said, like I'm learning Italian now. I'm going to go through and and become you know I'm going to get to the point where I'm fluent enough, you know, conversationally fluent, and Italian. I'm not stopping until I reach it. I love that. You know, it's simple. That's a very easy mentality that everyone can accept or everyone can buy into. Like I'm yeah. a finisher and I, I like that. It's like, all right, I'm going to commit to it. And all you have to do is commit. There was a, you were talking about dating a little bit earlier. I was, there's these guys, I think charisma on command. It's a YouTube channel. It's pretty popular. Okay. And I read one of their eBooks, uh, some months ago. And the number one thing they said, the number one thing to get another person, male or female, or, you know, probably in a lot of aspects, all you have to have is conviction. Right. Yes. And I said, okay. And it's very, and it, you know, it, it reminds me what you're talking about. I really love just commit to finishing. And as long as you commit to it, you're going to get what you want. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I do like on that <laughs> to go, to riff on that a little bit. The, the, I, I do some coaching for guys. I mean, obviously like my YouTube channel, right. Is, is a lot of like young guys that are, are kind of nerdy programmers, right. And stuff. And so they might be a little bit socially awkward. Nice. So I do, I did some live coaching when I was in Vegas and I, and I was telling these guys, you know, I was like, okay, I'll show you how to do it. So I went up to like seven girls and I was like, Hey, you know, you know, I'm on a mission and they're, you know, and they're like, well, what, what mission? Like I'm looking for hot girls. Oh, we're hot girls. Okay, well, come, I, uh, come with me. You know, I'll take you to my my buddy's table here. You know, I've only got two arms, so I'll pick you and you. You can grab my arm. And it was so easy. And I and they they were just their their jaws were dropping on the floor like the guys that I was because. And I and I told them I said literally I could have walked up and said my pants are on fire, and if I delivered it with conviction, like you said, with, with confidence. It doesn't even matter the words that are coming out because you can human being can 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 detect incongruencies in someone's voice and their actions or what they're saying in their and what they're actually thinking or doing. And like if you have conviction, you you're like the Pied Piper. People will believe and follow, even if you're saying the wrong shit. It doesn't, you know, it's it's a powerful weapon, but you're so so right about that. I was, I just agreed with you. So I'm giving you credit for that one. I, I that wasn't me. I actually don't think I don't know if I think of myself as wise. I just think that I observe wise people and then I listen to the right ones. So so I want to ask you then okay, so I mean one one thing that I I always I I feel like and tell me if I'm wrong, but sure. you you seem to do a lot of self-experimentation and then like and then you're sharing that and that's so what is your kind of you know, your your philosophy around that? Like are you like, what's your master goal in life? I guess that's that's where, oh, wow. we're, you know, I mean, like, not not money, not a, you know, I, you know, yeah. but like, where, where where are you, like, what what guides you to, to say I must go this direction? That that master overarching, you know, I'll be I'll be happy if I or I'll be happy if I die, you know, because when I'm on this path, not that I've accomplished thing, but I'm on this path. Yeah. I don't know if I live conditionally. Like, I'll be happy when. Mm -hmm. Right. And I go through, I'll tell you, like, I feel bad for the girl I'm dating. Cause I'll tell you, there's like, I'm a, I go through phases where some right. days like today I'm in a great mood. I get to talk with you. I don't generally think like, Oh, my life mission. I, I know things I enjoy doing in my life. I know I love when people do their work. They love. I know I love when I get to promote things that I like, like I get to promote either your, you, or I get to promote products or I get to promote not uh, thoughts or knowledge. Uh, I don't necessarily think as much about a legacy. Right. 
And one thought I had that was really helpful was that just assume that you can have no legacy in life, <laughs> that you don't yeah. like your kid is going to die and your the things you do are pretty much insignificant. Because for the most part, almost everything we do in the history books that they'll get changed in 100 years, even if there's 100 years from now, which there may not be. Right. And so considering it in that way, it's not that I just focus everything on the now. I'm not a new age hippie like that. I just try to live with myself and do things that fulfill me. And the things that don't fulfill me are the people that don't fulfill me or the activities that don't fulfill me. And some of them aren't. That's not always easy. But the ones where I'm not getting it, I don't see a benefit in the future. I try to exclude and just focus on the things that really like feel like growth to me. And then if there's times where I think, am I growing now? And the times where I'm wondering if I'm growing, that's the time where I'm like, okay, I should probably be evaluating what's going on. Right. Okay. Okay. So where I'm at now with a lot of the things I do, I, I kind of think I adapted this from Jason Freed, where for the challenges and things of what I want to do in life, I, I write down a lot of stuff and then I try to ignore it. And then I try to notice what, what foams to the top. Right. Okay. What stuff comes to the top that I just can't stop thinking about? What stuff have I woken up in the morning? You know, like some of these YouTube videos I make, I'm like, man, I just really want to make this video. And that's the stuff that I just go end up doing ultimately um, with work. And, and I think what most people probably need to spend a little bit more time is just thinking about how they're living their life, what they're working on, who they're working on with and how they want it to be. Because right. inevitably, I think most people, I'd say 90% of people are just robots. They're yeah. like AI is already real. Yes. <laughs> AI is already everyone just going through the damn motions of living without being alive. And being alive doesn't mean drinking or drugs or just, you know, having lots of sex or anything to the, the, the extreme of things, but it's just being conscious in the choices we're making. And so am I perfect at it? Fuck no. Do I go through a lot of sad days? Yes. But I do my best to say, all right, am I living the life the way I want to? And, and I try to focus it around that. And I go sit on this chair over there, you know, I have kind of a moderate, you know, cool chair. And I, yeah. you know, I sit there a lot of mornings and I'm just like, all right, well, how do I want the day to be? And then once a year or as the year goes, I think about how I want my year to be. And then I try to make sure I can execute against that. I like that. Yeah. So I don't know if there's, there's, this is, this is interesting thing about life. There's not like, there's these Bibles that kind of give you playbooks and the process of living. And that it's nice because you can just follow that. But if you don't follow religion, you have to decide your own playbook and how you right. want to live this life. And, and ultimately, at the end of the day, like, what scorecard are you going to start measuring your own life by? Like, what's your life resume that at the end of the year, you know, someone said this to me, I think it's a very simple way of looking at it. When you die, you have a resume or a scorecard. How do you want it to look? So imagine being 75. And, and I don't do this great, but you're 75 and just work backwards now being like, oh, well, how do I want to actually end up being? And it doesn't even have to be 75. I generally look at my life on a more year to year basis. So maybe, and maybe I should be thinking longer term, five year, 10 year, or 30 year basis, but that's, that's what works for me. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. I think, and I totally agree with you about the robot thing. Like so many people don't realize how much possible, like they, they, you actually have the life and you can do what you want. Instead, so many people are waiting for like to begin their life or for, for them to reach a certain point so then they can really enjoy life or, or do what they want to do. And, uh, and that, I mean, that used to be me for, for a while there. And then, but then I realized it's like, well, I, you know, it's happening right now. I could actually, totally. I, <laughs> like it's, and if you, if you choose to have a job, you're choosing to trade your time. Like when I think jobs can be great, I actually don't think everyone should run their own business. Uh, the main thing that I've been on that, that, that goes through my mind is just taking responsibility for your life. And I have a reminder every day on my phone. I don't know if it's come up yet, but I have a reminder that comes every day and I just have it on auto repeat. It hasn't come up yet today. And, oh, it hasn't there. and all it says is take responsibility for your life. Yeah. 
And every day it reminds me where you don't like this job. You don't like these people. You don't like your body. You don't like your hair. I don't give a shit, whatever it is for yourself. Just take responsibility for it. And it's easy. And I do this myself. I complain or I point at others or it was the weather or it was my boss. Well, I'm my own boss and sometimes he's a dick, but it's just like all these other things. And so, you know, more in the narrow focus of life, like take responsibility for the way you want it to be and don't look for others uh, as the excuse of it, which I see as a very common problem. Oh yeah. 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 The, the, the victim mindset, right. It's like, you know, if you, if you take your responsibility for things that even, even technically are, are outside of your control, it's just a better, it may not be true, but it's a better way to live. Right. It's like, Oh, I completely agree with that, man. It's, uh, yes, I, I like living that way. And I wouldn't say I'm great at it. I say I'm still, I still go through days where I'm complaining about certain work I have to do and, and not all of it's easy. Right. But for the most part, I, I try to keep reminding myself, okay, this is your choices, like make choices. Seth Godin, uh, not Seth Godin, Steve, Stephen Covey has said great, Stephen Covey has said great things like just take choices. Like it's a choice. Like no one's making you do this. I had to do this. I think people should remove the word I had to and just start saying I'm choosing to. Right. Yeah. I, I actually try to practice that as much as possible. It, you slip so much is I try to prevent myself from ever saying I have to do this today. And so I say I get to or I choose to. Totally I like I like I get to lately. I've been using that. I get to do this. Yeah, I mean that's actually interesting. That's looking at it as like a very nice benefit or positive thing, huh? Because if if I can't say I get to do it, then I have to really question why am I doing it. Like if if I don't see this is a is a good thing, like then it's like well, no one's making me like do the things that I'm doing in my life. Well, I think we're we're very trained, right? We're conditioned in from our upbringing to follow the like the policies and rules and lines of everybody else. And then when you can start taking control of yourself and saying, well, I don't have to do this. And this is what everybody else is expecting, but this is what I really want. So for in my business, for instance, you know, and it's, it's a little weird to talk about publicly, but I, I didn't really want to be running a company. Right. I don't really want to go to meetings. I don't really want to have to deal with people. And I love, I love what we do, but I know that I'm, I really enjoy marketing or, and starting things and sharing stories or products. And so I had to figure out how to make the decisions and affect it so that that could become a reality. And it took a year and a half. It wasn't an overnight thing. But now with Sumo, you know, Chad runs that. Eamon runs AppSumo. And, and I get to spend my time talking with you. I have some labs projects I'm, I'm messing around with. And then some podcasts and YouTube stuff, which frankly just gives me a lot of fulfillment. I really love doing it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in a very similar boat with, with Simple Programmer. I try to like the thing that I love to do is the YouTube stuff. So I try to do more of that and and get, get I've got a lot of people that I've hired in the last like year to take over the other stuff that, you know, it was hard because it's like, I want things done a certain way, but I let go of that a little bit and said, well, I'd rather focus on the things that I, I actually enjoy doing. I think that's such a great point, man. Like focus on your sweet spot and then hire people or be around the people that their sweet spots, the other things. I always think about recruiting. We have a recruiter at Sumo and she loves doing it. And I think it's the worst job in the world. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I'm excited that to find people that love what they do. And then I get to go spend time doing what I do. Awesome. So I, well, everyone just needs to put themselves in the place. Yeah. Put themselves in the place that they enjoy, like go change your life to however you want it to be. And I, and even for myself, there's things that are going to come up in six months or three months or next week that I'll be like, I don't really like how I'm doing this. And then just evaluating how I really want it to be. Yeah, yeah. The, then you're constantly growing. You're constantly changing. You're you're constantly reevaluating instead of just accepting the status quo, accepting the default. So, like I think you said, I think it's so so well put that people are so, so many people are robots. They're just accepting the default, just running the program. <laughs> the robots. Yeah, I like that. I like that. 
So um, we probably got to wrap up here, but before we do, I definitely want to uh, to plug your podcast and YouTube channel. So I'll put up uh, links here. So uh, podcast.
Hey, what's up? John here. Just wanted to make sure you aren't missing out. Only about half the content I put out is on this podcast. This podcast is created mostly from the audio from the YouTube videos I put out daily. When you get a chance, head on over to youtube.com forward slash simple programmer and click the subscribe button to get access to two to three new videos every day. Even if you prefer the audio format, make sure you subscribe at youtube.com forward slash simple programmer so you can check out what you might be missing.